So it matters who you choose to hang out with. And either you choose your friends or they choose you, but it really, you, you really wanna be the one that chooses your friends. You wanna choose the path that you're going on. And so your friends matter. Your friends matter. And you know, good times and bad times, you need to have some friends in your life, no matter what you're going through. And so we looked at a couple of verses on the screen. Um, that we're gonna put one of, a couple of them up there for you guys today. I don't have them, can you throw them up on the screen? There's a couple of verses that we've kind of used as, as uh, talking points. Um, Proverbs 17, 17 says this, a friend loves you at all times and a brother is born for adversity. A friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. It's easy to be a friend when things are good, but your real friends are there when things are, things are tough. When, th when you go through the darkest days of your life, that's who your real friends are. It's easy to have friends that go to your birthday party, right? But you want, to have, you, want to kind of have the, you want to have the kind of friends that show up for your funeral. You're like, how can you plan that? You can tell whether they're not, they're not where you're hanging out with them. You want, you want friends that are there for you when death happens, divorce happens, disease happens. You want those kind of friends. Another verse that we looked at, throw the next one up on the screen for me if you can. The Bible says this. This is, this is simple. This is Proverbs. Like, even if you're not a Christian here today, and we love our church. We have a lot of people come to our church. They're not Christians, and that's totally cool. I, I messaged a, a friend of ours the other day. I said, you guys have been coming for three weeks now. And she says, and, and this lady says, I said, tell me why you guys are coming. She goes, my husband likes this church. He's not a church guy. And I said, great, I think. <laughs> and um, another, I, had, I, was, I was at the football game the other day, and the lady said, oh, I'm not a church person. I said, you love our church then. Look, I don't even know if half the people that go to our church are Christians, you know. And I think these guys are, but the rest of us, you know, we're just trying to make it. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding, kind of. Proverbs 13, 20 says this, walk with wise people and you become wise. Walk with wise people and you become wise. Associate with fools and you get in trouble. I mean, you know that. You, that's, that's been your whole life. I had some friends that, in high school, they, they, were, they, were, they got good at shoplifting. And uh, my parents were so stinking strict on me. They wouldn't even let me cross the road. In my neighborhood, we couldn't go four houses down. That's probably why I made it here today. Like, they just wouldn't let me go anywhere. And uh, they knew I was going to be a mess probably, so like, let's keep him close. <laughs> we couldn't go four streets down. We couldn't cross the road. My friends would go, and before basketball games, they'd, pick, they'd shoplift socks. They always had new socks for all the games. I still had the same old ones on <laughs> that I wore last week's game. I washed them, but it was the same ones from last week. And, you know, or they'd go and they'd, they'd go to practice. I'd say, man, those are nice shorts. Yeah, yeah, we stole these yesterday. And my mom's over there looking at me like, who, are the, who did you hang out with? And um, I didn't tell you all the bad stories. I just told you the good ones. And so, but it matters. It matters who you roll with. If you walk with wise people, you'll become wise. And if you associate with fools, you'll get in trouble. And so, man, we want to help you run with the right kind of people. We're moving into a season of our church called community group season. And it's just people meeting in homes all across Orlando, hanging out, doing life together. And when you walked in today in the lobby, there's groups all across the way. And the worship guides you got there, there's a list of the groups. There's a list of groups right in, right in front of you. And man, we want you to find a group that you can connect with. We want you to find a group that you could, you could plug into. And so um, what I love about last week is that we opened up these groups and some of these groups are, they're, they filled up really, really fast. And because we're loving all people at all times and all places, it's on all of our stuff. We'll let more people get in the groups. And um, we're doing a, a group across town, and we'll have 15 to 20 people there show up tonight for this group over on the east side of town. And people will say, yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, we're coming. Yeah, we're coming. We got people that are meeting in Ocoee and Winter Garden and Apopka. We have ladies' groups. We have men's groups. They're all here. We want you to, we want you to jump into one because we know this. If you're running with wise people, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be in good shape. But if you're running with fools, you're going you're gonna to get into trouble. And so we want to roll with you. 
And uh, you're like, yeah, I just, want, I just hang out with ladies. There's a ladies group. If you're a guy, I just want to hang out with some guys. There's a guys group. If you want to hang out with, with guys and girls, there's co-ed groups. And so we want to do life with you. These are all in there. And in the front lobby when you walk out today, there's sign-up sheets for all those. And the most important part is we want to get your information so we can make sure you get to these meetings because they're starting this week and next week. And so there, this, is, this is a good group. We're going to have approximately 100 people go through groups. We have 10 groups you can choose from. If you're in middle school, if you're in high school. And so we want to plug you in because we know this. If you're, we know that in this, we've used this phrase this week, you're one community away from a different life. You're one community away from a different life or you're one friend away from a, a different life. And so we want to get you around people that are like you. And um, I'm partial to all the groups because I like all of them. Um, but I have, I'm, I'm hosting a group in my home in Ocoee and Josh Sowers is going to be leading that group and that's in my house. And so if you want to be in the coolest group, I'm just saying, just saying, uh, that science sheet's out there, um, and it's going to be an awesome group, and it starts this Wednesday, and it's going to be awesome. Did I say it's going to be awesome? And, um, and anyone can come to that. We're going to have a blast, and it's going to be a great season, and um, plus we have a cop in our group, so we're going to be really safe. It's, it's going to be good, and so um, I didn't come here to talk about my community group, which is going to be awesome, by the way. I came here to talk to you guys today. Um, hey. What do you do when your friends aren't there for you? What if they're not there? Like, what if, you're not, what if they're not showing up the way you need them to show up? Or, or more so than that, what if, you're in, what if you've come here the last few weeks and you're like, I don't got no friends. I got nobody. I'm changing my whole, my whole scene. Um, there's a, if you're on, in this area, there's a guy named Bobby, Bobby O. If you don't know if you've heard the name, but and I'm not a politician. I'm not pro anybody. And he, he invited me to come pray for this thing there today. So I showed up and prayed for it. And the very next, last night we had an event in here for fallen officers. And um, I, I saw him again last night, and then I went and picked up my wife some dinner because I'm a great husband, and I'm um, not bragging, but I just am. And I went to pick her up some dinner. I'm not a great husband. She told me to get it. I went and got it. And so um, I couldn't say no. So I went and got it for her and got her some dinner, and I saw him at the restaurant. And uh, he said, man, you, how did you get these people to show up to your church? I said, honestly, we met them everywhere. We met some of these people at restaurants. Some of these people we met at the bar. Some of these people we met at the, at the football games. We met at basketball. Like, you, you name a place, we met people, and we invited them to come to our church. He said, every, he said to me, he goes, everywhere I'm going now, he goes, Hope Church, gets, it, it's getting brought up. That name, Hope Church, has become a name in our community. We go to the, I get messages. I got a message from a guy I'm in a networking group. With. He says, hey, I'm at the football game. There's a huge 10-foot banner on the football field. We're corporate sponsors for the, for the high school. We go and serve meals for the high school students because we believe in the next generation. So we want to put our money where we believe in the, we believe in the next generation. So we want to help out. We put our money in the high school. We put our money into this place, helping kids have sports. We know sports is a huge part. We want to help people be able to play sports in our community. And we want to get them around good coaches and good, and, and good environments where they can, they can be brought up in the right kind of way. Sports is a huge part of that. Get around some good quality coaches. We want to get them around good people. One of the reasons why I invited my friend Brian to come today is because Brian has a Facebook group called Ask a Dad. Ask a Dad. And I, I was in the barbershop and I said, man, we, dads need help. I said, you don't, I said, you need to target this to, I told, I told him, I said, you need to target this to ladies because they need to get, and they need to get in the group and they need to invite their husbands into the group <laughs> because dads, we need some help. Men, men, we need some help in our society. We're not batting a thousand. And I don't know if you knew that. All ladies are like, uh-huh, I know that's right. We're not batting a thousand. We need all the help we can get. We need, we need all the help we can get. We, and because there's students, young men that are growing up without dads, we need to step in and help out. And so I said, man, we got to get in there. And if you're here today, you're like, oh, man, I need help. You need to get in that Facebook group called Ask a Dad. Look up Brian Childs. I'm boosting his Facebook cred. Like, you got to follow him because this guy's giving tools to help, you, help us be better dads. And that's the only reason why I wanted him to come. I said, man, we, I want to get our church, with our guys in our church to be better dads. You could be a good dad, but you could be a better dad. 
We say this every week at our church, the best is yet to come. You can be a great dad, but you can be even greater. You can only get better. You can get worse and you can get better. And so we want to be that. We want to, we, want to be, we want to be a help to this community. We want to serve this community. We want to help this community. But you know what I know? It's going to work better when we all do it together. Because we're better together. You and I are better with each other. You need me. I heard Diana's dad say this a thousand times. You need me and I need you. You need me and I need you. That's just reality. And so, what, so all that, with all that being said, what do you do when, when you, what are you doing like those people that you're talking about needing, what do you do when they don't show up? What do you do when you're looking for those people and they're not there? What do you, what do you do? That matters. That matters. But can I tell you this today? We, every week when people come here, we talk to people about Jesus and Jesus felt the same way you felt at, some, at certain times. When you're trying to build that friend, your friend core and you're not, it's not coming. And by the way, it takes a while to develop good community. I was talking to Brad this week and Brad said it took us like a couple years to find like really, really true, authentic friends. A couple years. So you got to start soon. It can go fast for some people. It can go slow for some people. But you got to start. You need to have the right kind of people around you. But what if, what if that takes, what if it feels like it's taking forever, Wes? What if they're not coming as fast as I would like it? What if? What if? Well, obviously I have the answer for that question today, but I want to read to you the Bible today and then I want to share with you a story and then we'll be done. And then we're going to take communion together today, if that's okay with you. Matthew chapter 26, if you have a Bible. If you don't, super cool. We've got 20 foot of Bible verse screens up here. You can look at Matthew chapter 26. We're going to be in verse 36. Jesus is here with his closest friends. He had 12 super close tight tights. Like for us, we want to move you from this crowd here because it's easy to come here every week and it's totally cool. We, we say this every week at our church. You don't have to believe what we believe to belong. But being this group right here today, you can come here every week and just hang out. But we want to move you from hanging out when you're ready. We want to move you into a community group. See, we're going to be around people that are somewhat like you. I told someone the other day, everyone in this room here, most people in this room here today that are going through something, hurt, habit, or hang up, you think that you're the only one like you. That's what happens. You think what you're going through, you're the only one. You're, you think that you're the only one going through what you're going through. And you know why people don't come to church? Because they think, well, if I come to that church, I don't, I'm not going to go to that church because I'm, there's no one like me. There's no, one that, no one's going through the pain that I'm going through. No one's going through the hurt that I'm going through. No one has the habits that I have. Most people think that. But here's the reality is that you'd be surprised that most people in this room, there's someone in this room that can resonate with what you're going through. They just can. Loneliness, we got that. Depression, anxiety, frustration, financial problems, whatever you're going through, someone can, re- someone can resonate in this room with you. You're like, are you serious? Yeah, I've, I know most of you guys. Everyone can relate with that. And so we want to move into a community group so you can have someone to go through life with you together. Someone can help you. I said this this week, but people are looking to see if you have a scar where they have a wound. People are looking to see if you have a scar where they have a wound. They want to know someone, that, man, can that person relate to me? Not? So people want to get close enough to you. My kids have scars on their face, two, my, two of my, my, my oldest two, because we have bad luck, you know. But you don't know that unless you get close to them. You, you just don't know that. And so we want to move into community groups, and that's going to be a good step for you. That's going to be a, that's going to be a big step for some of you guys. Like, oh, man, I'm so scared. I'm so nervous. You're going to love it. But we want to go from community groups to confidants, to people you can call, and you, you can tell them anything. You'll share some stuff in community groups. You might share some stuff with the people at the front line. Hey, I see you every week. Where's, can you pray for me? You might fill this connection card out today, and you may say on the back, there's a prayer request part. We love that part. We get to pray for it every single week. But you may say, hey, pray for me, and we'll pray for you. We love that part. You may say, hey, pray for this. Just pray for me. 
but a confidant so you can say, hey man, here's what I'm really going through. Let me tell you things that I wouldn't tell anybody. We want to move you from cr this crowd to community groups, and from community groups, we want to move you into a confidant. So when you can just say, hey man, I'm just, I'm ready to throw in the towel. I'm ready to quit. Those kind of people, those are the real kind of friends. You can tell them, you can tell them everything. And you know, they'll, t they'll put it in the vault and they'll never leave it. Those are the kind of friends. So we want to move in that progress and the way to get that is to get to the community, and then from community group, you get to your closest friends. Matthew chapter 26, verse 36, Jesus went into the olive grove called Gethsemane, and he said, sit right here while I go there to pray. He's with his three closest friends. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, which is James and John. He had Peter, James, and John, and he became anguished and distressed, and he told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watching me. He's there with his three closest friends. He's about to move. He's about to go from death, um, from life to death. He's about down the cross for our sins, for your sins and my sins. You want to know why I know that God loves you? He died for you. He's about to go to the cross. He knows that. It's Jesus. His dad said, hey, you're about to die. This, is guy, this guy's in the worst days of his life. And that's where some of you guys are. And if you're not there, you're headed there or you just came out of that. That's typically where we're all at. We either just came out of the worst days of our life, we're about to go in the worst days of our life, or we, or we just came out of it, we're already in it. Those are kind of the three places. We're in it, we just came out of it, we're about to go into it. All of us in here today. You're like, oh, that sounds super encouraging, Wes. I'm so glad it came today. <laughs> the good news is if you go through the valley, the mountaintop's coming. And we say this every week, the best, your, the best days are ahead of you. I had a friend tell me recently, my favorite part of church is when you say the best is yet to come. Hey, and whatever you're going through, by the way, it's just a season. You sure, Wes? Yeah, it's just a season. You want to know how I know? Because I know people that went through what you went through, and it's just a season. My friends are here today, and they have a little baby. And um, you know what's crazy about these guys? That, and don't look this way. It'll be awkward. I'm just kidding. Now everyone's looking at you. My friends here are on the third row. Three, there's four of them. There's three and a baby. They're here today. And uh, I've been friends with these guys for a couple years. And they called the church, they called the church that we came from years ago, four or five years ago, and they asked to see if the pastor could, could, could marry them. And he was booked. And so I was always, past, I was always my father-in-law's back. I've always been second to you. And so, uh, and, uh, and so I, I, I'm the backup guy at a church to do the weddings. So I go, do the, I go do their wedding. And they're coming to our church. And they came to me and said, hey, thanks for doing our wedding. And I did the wedding. It was awesome. It was great. I mean, he, the guy was in a white suit. The guy was killing it. She was killing it. He was killing it. You go to some, bride, you go to some, groom, some weddings and like, She's like killing it. He's like, oh man, what happened to him? You know, he did the best he could. But this guy was fly, man, super fly. I felt, I had a suit on and I felt underdressed. You know what I'm saying? This guy was crushing the game. All white. I mean, he was killer. It came to me a few, a few years later after that, maybe six months, a year after that, year and a half. He said, man, we can't get pregnant. And we've been trying and trying and trying. Can you pray for us? And I think Diana's dad and myself and a few guys, we got around, we prayed. We just prayed they could have a kid. But that was a season that they were going through. You want to know why it was a season? Because they're here today with a little baby. They came two weeks ago. Yeah, that's a good time to clap. He came to me and said, uh, last week, he said, hey, man, we want, to dedicate, we, we want to dedicate our baby to the Lord. I'm not, and, you know, obviously, I'm like, duh, he gave it to you, you know? And, he, and they know that. I have to say to them, they know that. He said, we want to, man, God gave us his baby. We, we'd be foolish not to get, dedicate his baby back to him. So I think the first or second week in October, we're dedicating their baby. I'm sure they're going to be rolling deep. It'll be, it'll be a crowd. You know, they're scared of me from all around. They're coming in for that. God, mama, God, daddy, they all want to be there. We did a baby dedication a few weeks ago. We had 20, 25 visitors. We rolled deep when it comes to baby dedication. So, um, <laughs> Diana, that's not in the notes. 
Whatever you're going through is just a season. It's just a season. Jesus is in a season of his life where he's about to leave the earth. He went out on a little, so it says here in Matthew chapter 26, who knows what verse I'm on, whatever verse they put on is probably what I'll be on. Um, he told them, my soul's crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watching me. Verse 39, he went out a little farther and he bowed with, the, with his face to the ground saying, Father, 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 if it's possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done. He wasn't excited about getting on the cross, down the, dying on the cross for our sins. He wasn't excited about that. He's praying, God, come on, God. If this is what you want from me, he's just talking to his dad. I'm not ready for this. I had no, I've never died for people. I've never died for people before. I've never been on a cross before. Dad, I'm not ready for this yet, but if this is what you want me to do, I'm going to do it. This is the toughest day of my life, God, but I'm going through it with you, God. I'm with you. I'm going through it with you, Dad. I'm here. I'm, I'm ready, but I'm just, it's, but if you, there's another way. This is a good time to step up, God, but I'm totally with you. And it says here, my father, if it's possible, this cup of suffering will be taken from me, but I want your will to be done. Verse 40. He turned to the disciples and he found them asleep. He said to Peter, couldn't you watch with me for even one hour? Keep watching, pray so that you will not give into temptation for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Come on, guys. I'm here. You guys are my closest friend. I ask you guys to pray for me. You're falling asleep. Verse 42, then Jesus left them a second time and prayed, my father, if this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it, you, your will be done. God, I'm here praying. God, please, please, this season is terrible. I don't like this season. It's miserable. I, I'm not ready for this yet. I don't want this to happen. But, but God, whatever you want, I'll do it. When he returned to them again, he found them sleeping, for they couldn't keep their eyes open. Nothing like a friend that falls asleep on you, right? My wife, sometimes we're laying in bed. She's like, are you still asleep? I'm like, I would be, but you're still talking. <laughs> I'm not looking up because I don't want her to see, look at me. I'm not sure what kind of look she has on her face. Verse 44. So he went to pray a third time. <clears throat> a third time. Saying, this time. saying the same things again. Then he came to the disciples and said, go ahead and sleep, you jerks. <laughs> Have your rest. But look, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up, let us be going. My betrayer is here. And his best, one of his closest friends came to betray him. Judas, one of the 12 disciples. <laughs> That's why it's important to have confidants. It's cool to be in a community, but you got to move to confidant. <laughs> because this community betrayed him. And they arrested him. Judas walks around the corner behind the pipe and drape here, gets his 30 pieces of coin or however much it was. It doesn't really matter. The point is he went and got his money that he got for betraying Jesus, put it in his pocket, walked around the corner, climbed up the cliff, took a rope out, and, and, took, and took his life. He killed himself. Judas did. He felt so terrible that he betrayed his community. And Peter, James, and John, his confidants, they're there. And then now they're kind of leaving him a little bit hanging. Guys, can you pray for me, guys? Can you pray for me? What do you do when your friends don't show up? Don't worry. It's going to be okay because Jesus felt the same exact way. Jesus felt the same exact way that you felt. He felt the same exact way that you have felt. Man, where are they at? Where, where, why aren't they here yet? Why, you know, wh guys, why can't you, I'm just asking you guys to pray for me. Why can't you pray for me? Like, that's simple to ask someone to pray for you. Like, answer the phone. Why didn't you answer the phone? I've been texting you. Why didn't you answer my text message? Why didn't you call me back yet? Jesus is having that kind of moment. 
Jesus, and that's why, that's why when you come here, this is so, this is, Jesus is so relevant to you because he, he, obviously he was perfect, but he went through what you went through. That's what makes the cross so much more important. That's what makes the cross so much more powerful because Jesus walked through the same days that you walked through. He walked into work the way you walked into work. He walked through relationships the way you walked through relationships. He did that. He, he can relate with you guys. Or you can relate with Jesus. He went through that journey. He went through that valley. He had to walk on this earth the same way you did so the cross would be that much more important. The Bible tells us that he carried all your sins and all my sins. So this week, um, I went to, out to dinner with about 20 of our guys to Buffalo Wild Wings in Claremont. It was awesome. We had a great time. And I love ladies. But the Bible has called all, all of us to be leaders. And so I want to hang out with these guys because I want these men to be leaders. That's what I want to do. So we're out with 20 guys. And uh, we're, in our church, we're trying to find men that can run with us to help lead our church. That's what we're trying to find in our church. That's, there's no secret about that. You never have to wonder what I'm thinking. I'm just going to say it. And we don't care if they're 17 years old, Braden. We don't care. He's leading our church. He's 17 years old. We don't care if they're 17. We don't care if they're 13. I said, we just need men in our lives. That's, that's what we need. We just need. I just need men in my life to help me. Men and ladies, and a lot, some of you guys, are, you're all helping me. Some of these ladies in our church, Debbie Maddox, she's like a, she's like a mom to me. I need as many moms as possible. <laughs> so that way if someone needs a guy by the ear and say, don't say that, don't do that, I need that. So we shut it down. So I got home that night and my wife said, hey, I'm having this, I'm having this gallbladder problem. And she's had several attacks over the years, this gallbladder attack. And she's, I'm just, I'm having this gallbladder attack. Can you, I gotta go to the doctor tomorrow. I said, no problem. I got this. So the next morning I wake up and I, I get all the four kids up. I have a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and I have twins that just turned two on Thursday. Help me, Jesus. There's that song there, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Come on, take these kids too. You know, so, <clears throat> so Thursday morning I, I wake up, I pile all my four kids up. One through four, get them to school, drop off the older one, drop off the, the older two at school, go to Chick-fil-A, my car dies. Twins are in the back, put it in reverse, neutral, pushed it back to a spot. <laughs> it's right at a stop sign, backed in there. The good news was I'd already got my Chick-fil-A, so I was totally fine. Like I literally, I put it in park, cause it died. And I, I finished my chicken biscuit first. I was having, a, there's nothing like chicken biscuit and honey. Yet. And I was just having a moment with my chicken biscuit. Twins in the back, I'm like throwing tater tots out, I don't even care. So I finished my chicken biscuit because that was priority number one. You know, guys were systematic. We got to finish one thing at a time, you know. And so I finished my chicken biscuit, called my father-in-law. I said, hey, I'm stuck. He sent someone to get me, pushed the car back there. I get in the car with my other, my other friend and uh, <clears throat> drove, got out. My mother-in-law got, her, got in her car, picked trip, picked trip back up again, took him to the dentist. And um, he has to have a tooth taken out, which they're in no hurry. They don't, they don't hurry at the dentist. I've learned that. So I uh, scheduled that for th three years down the road, <laughs> a month. He'll come back and have his tooth taken out. Dinah called me, she goes, hey, I'm still trying to get this doctor's appointment. I'm still trying to get this doctor's appointment. I'm still trying to get this doctor's I said, fine. So whenever it happens, it happens. No big deal. So I get to the dentist and do all that and got the car and drop off my older two at school. My, my, my trip back off at school. And now it's just me and the twins. I called Diana. She comes and gets me in, in one of our other cars and drives me back out across town. And, and then uh, she goes to the doctor. I've, I've canceled my whole entire day. I had stuff to do, football team meetings. I canceled it all and it was no, no big deal. Dinah felt bad about that. 
I'm just trying to be a help, you know, and Diana's helped me my whole entire life. That's why she married me. She felt sorry for me. <laughs> she was there to help me. So I get through that whole day. It was just, it was just a miserable day. Went and prayed for the Winter Garden Commission, went to the Dolphins game, came home. Diana's like, oh, this is miserable. Friday morning, I wake up, doctor calls her back and says, you gotta have the gold bladder taken out. You have to have his gold bladder taken out. I'm like, oh, that's convenient. I said, can you schedule that around the weekend? And for when you start a church, you schedule everything around the weekend. We've been on several vacations. We haven't missed a single Sunday in a year. And Dino, and so Dinah has this, um, Dinah has this, um, I leave the car there. Mechanic calls me on Thursday night and says, hey, I think it's the fuel pump and I'll fix it tomorrow. So he fixes the car and it's fixed. And I'm, I'm describing to you, it feels like a country Western song. I know. Only thing that happens next, my dog needs to die, but I don't have a dog. And I, don't, I want a dog. So don't gift us with one. We don't want that. We'll give that back. We won't even feel bad about it. Like you said, you like gifts, not, not dogs. I don't like clean up after my kids, much less a dog. So go through Thursday, go through Friday. Friday, she's at, she's at the doctor. I'm with these, Amy, she calls Amy. Amy comes over and picks up the, the two, watches the two little ones. The doctor says, hey, you, gotta have this, you, have to have this, you have to have this gold bar taken out today. I'm like, that's convenient. She calls Amy Samuels, who led worship for us last night at an event. She led worship for us today. I'm super thankful for her. And I get through the whole day, and I, I, I get to the, my mom comes to the, get my kids, and then my sister got the kids. When you got four kids, you need it's like all hands on deck. It's it's a nightmare. Go to the den, go to the doctor's with Diane, drop her off, sit there with her for a long time. Doctor's late. Surprise, surprise. Do the surgery. Do, nurse says you can leave. She's gonna be here for wait for the doctor to get here, and then she's gonna be here for an hour. Then you'll come back. And so I went to the, full disclosure, I left there. I wanted to go to Rocco's Tacos because it's far away. I was super excited. I was like, you know what? I got no kids. I got Gap gift cards in my pocket. I'm going to the Millennium Mall because I like to shop. I'm going to Millennium Mall. This is great. I got an hour of undivided attention, undivided attention with those clothes. So I left there and went shopping, got Starbucks, took my time, drove back, and I got there. I even told Diana this part. She was kind of drugged up, but it was like an hour and a half break. And I, any type of retail therapy is my kind of therapy. And so... I, I go through all that and I'm in the waiting room. I get back and I'm in the waiting room. And I'm having that why God kind of moment. God, this is miserable. I don't like this. This is frustrating. It's small. I told him this is little, but it's just a lot though. You know, three days in a row of dealing with this, it's just a lot. And you know what? You know what I realized? I, it was not, it's nice to have a lot of friends around you. I got more help than we need. That's nice to have that. It, it is. But I'm in the waiting room all myself, Dr. Phillips, but I realized I have all these people around me. It's not even good enough. It's not even good enough. Because you got a lot of people around you and that's not, not good enough because that's not all you need in life. Like we want you to have people in your life. That's important. But you know, I mean, you know, spoiler alert, it's not going to be surprising to you, but we need Jesus in our life. I got one point for you today. And it's only one. They're going to throw up on the screen in just a moment. But it's just one thing. I've only got one thing to say. I didn't have to write a sermon this week. I just had to live this out. That's all I had to do. I don't even know what the point is. I'm hoping they have it because I'm, I'm waiting on it. Yeah, that's my point. That's all I got for you today. You're like, who writes a sermon and doesn't even know his sermon? Hey, real person, right, Stefan? I'm a normal guy. I don't have it all together. But you know what I realized there? I was sitting there, I was just like, I'm there and I was all by myself. I mean, all these friends, my phone's blowing up. I'm listening to Dinah's phone blow up. I had all the, I, it's, it's all going well, but you know what I need? I don't need all. I, need, I like that people in my life and you need that people in life. But you know what I realized? Jesus is always with you. <laughs> so I, that's what matters. Whether you're trying to have a baby or not, he's always with you. 
whether you're married and it's not going good or you want to be married, he's always with you. No matter where you're at, if things are going good or things are going bad, everything in between, he's always with you. He's always with you. When you're running away from him, guess where he's at? He's on your, he's on your heels. Not like three and four-year-old heels. You know what I'm saying? Varguses, where they're always on your heels. You're like, get away from me. Like, how can those kids get underneath your feet? How do those kids get underneath there? I just kick mine. I'm just like, <laughs> he's always with you. Always. So if you leave here today, I just want you to know this. He's always with you. Deal with it. What if I turn to this thing to make the pain go away? He's there with you. What if I'm trying this? He's right there. He's always with you. You can't get rid of him. The Bible says he doesn't leave us. He doesn't forsake us. The best day is the worst day. He is right there. Deal with it. He's always with you. When that bad thing happened to you, he hated that that bad thing happened to you. But you want to know, he was right there with you. He's always with you. Always. What's your point, Wes? My point is he's always with you. And that's all we need you to get at this church. We just need you to leave here today and just realize he's always with me. He's going to be with me. He's always with me. That's all we need you to get at this church. If you jump in and plug in and go through next steps, all things, that's all great. But we just need you to know. That's why we came here. We want you to know that Jesus is always with you. That's why we started this church because we want you to know Jesus is with you. Your best days, your worst days, Jesus is always with you. All the time. He's with you. All of the stinking time. And you can't get rid of him. He was good. He is good. He always will be good. That's it. He's always with you. He's always with you. Always, always with you. I'm going to invite you to bow your head and close your eyes.